For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with Jun Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello, everybody. We hope that you are doing well. Andy and myself are back. Well, you have no choice now, my friend. You have to take the Europa League serious. I Was that like <laughs> your worst personal nightmare yesterday, even though the Roma won? So you, you, were in the wet, you were in the group of, you know what, I prefer the league focus on the league well that I'm not saying that went out the window the moment that Henrik Mkhitaryan went down but it seemed like a pretty good metaphor as to the situation we might find ourselves in here soon so Roma they win decisively yesterday against Shakhtar in the first leg three to zero very good performance all around in my opinion Andy I, I there's so many good things that you can take away from that a guy that you and I have been very critical of for the majority of the season, or at least for the past 14 months it's been, since he had that hiccup against Lazio in the Derby, and his brain seemingly has been malfunctioning ever since. But Paulo Lopez, another very, very strong performance, incredibly strong performance. I, I guess let's start there, because... Listen, if this is the Paolo Lopez that you get on a consistent basis, which has always been the, the problem, right? We saw... Yep. Do you remember uh, Paolo Lopez between, what was it, late August up into December? I mean, how good was he, Andy? Mm -hmm. And then we had the Paolo Lopez where that defining moment in his time at Roma was that horrible, horrible horrible misjudged that was on a corner kick if i'm not mistaken yeah yep yeah yeah Where, a cherubi, a cherubi. yeah it had to be i don't know what he was thinking on the trajectory of that ball but nonetheless horrible mistake against lazio in the derby that cost roma points and that really seemed like i can't think of a better phrase than beginning of the end but that really did seem like a turning point especially mentally for this guy who went from one of the strongest goalkeepers in the league to a guy who was letting in just hilariously bad goals. I mean, it reminded me, do we remember Chesney in his first season, like against Bate Borisov when he was letting in bounced mm. balls? Yeah. That is what Paulo Lopez looked like. Or Chesney against Porto. Port and yeah, against Porto. <laughs> that was embarrassing. But seriously, the, these last two weeks... I, You'd be hard-pressed to find a more consistent run from him than his time at the club. I, I mean, this is extremely positive. If you get this guy on a consistent basis, you can... I feel like you save yourself a big headache in the summer because we, you and I have both agreed that a new striker right. goalkeeper should be the priority. <laughs> but if you get this Paolo Lopez, it seems like you save yourself the trouble of potentially having to do that. 
Yeah, well, I I love how we are drooling over a a, a, a stretch of like three games. <laughs> oh come on, it's uh, more than that. No, come it's on. five it's, clean it's, sheets in the last. Yeah, yeah, 10 it's matches. it's come more on. it's more than that. It's more than that. The the performance against Shakhtar was great. Um, well, really, I mean, it was it was uh, a game where, you know, we it, the Genoa game was a game where we came here and. We were like, okay, that was a good, that was a win. That was a win. That's you know, you didn't play too well, but it was you got the three points. That all, that's all it that matters here. You had a really sort of, you had the opposite. You had a very convincing performance. You had a performance where um, you really can't say, okay, this team fully deserved three points and and even more because the way they came in, the way they 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 played, um, they meant business. Surprisingly, yes. I didn't expect it to be honest. Um, and I still, you know, uh, the idea, yes, great, we can we can still advance, but the idea of then having go to go all the way to Ukraine um, and then two days later come back and play Napoli um, really is not uh, that that good of, of, of a news to me. But anyway, right. yeah, this was, you know, if if there is... If there is something like playing on a European stage and where you know when the pressure is on or the, the spotlight is is much brighter than usual, um, then this was it. This was a really convincing performance on the European stage that sort of I think made everybody turn their heads and and, and look at this Roma team and say, okay, this, this team looks interesting because they really did. Um, they didn't really allow anything to to Shakhtar. They knew. How to press them correctly without giving them too much space? Um, they they knew that they also could just sit back at times and 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 let them tire themselves out. So it was it was very smart coaching. It was very smart game plan. Um, everybody performed. There are some standouts like Paul Lopez, yes, um, Mancini, Cristante, uh, Karsdorp. I mean, El Sharawi. You know, it's 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 one of those games where you could go on and on about the good things. And all in all, I'm glad that this was sort of you know after the Genoa game, you needed a game like this, a game that allowed you to to feel confident again about your playing style, about the fact that even despite maybe one striker's out, the other is not scoring, you still have scoring options out there. That that's good news. Definitely. The only negative news is something I've already brought up. Mkhitaryan gets injured. Diawara, in what seemed like 30 seconds later, or was it Diawara who got hurt first? It was Diawara, right? right? Yeah, plenty of players slipping around, yeah. Right, and 20 seconds later, Mkhitaryan comes up and has to be substituted off. That is the only red mark negative about yesterday. And the, the problem with that now is we are left essentially reeling and having to deal with these absences now. Mkhitaryan, it doesn't seem like it is going to be a prolonged absence or a very long-term injury. However, if we're simply going by sample size, right, this team really, really seems to struggle when he is not there. Again, if you were to take a list of like the th- three top three, maybe four players that, when it comes to Fonseca's game, of the if you pulled from top to bottom of Roma's squad list, 
Certainly Mkhitaryan would make at least the top two or three for everybody, right? Right next yeah, to Veda yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you're losing you're losing that. You're losing reference points. Um I do have to say though that you know, if if I have to think of of going, for example, uh, to the Olympico against Na- against Napoli and playing without Mkhitaryan, I'm really not that worried. Just because I remember um, the way Mkhitaryan played um, on the first it was very leg. Bad, so, yeah. yeah, so I'm, you know, it's always problematic when you lose a player like that, a player that can, you know, f- play everywhere. And when he's on, he's on now. He's he's played over two thousand five hundred minutes this season, so I think that's like a record for him, or at least it's something that he hasn't done in in years. So right. it was it was bound to happen. We were here saying he looks gassed, he needs rest, he needs more than a game's rest, and eventually uh, that's what happened. You know, your body gives out. You gotta you gotta take a break and. Um, if if this means that he'll come back and perform on the same level that he was performing up until a month, a month and a half ago, then great. Well, do you remember last season? I'm I'm just pulling up his uh, his injury history now. Why would as, you do that to yourself? Well, listen, listen. It, it is interesting because what were our concerns last year was how do you produce goals without Mkhitaryan and Dzeko? And if you look at his when he was injured last season really um other than towards the beginning of the season when uh, when he missed a stretch of nine matches he suffered another injury in uh, in early january and missed uh, right around a month and it's interesting right. because that month that he was out that was really when things started to fall apart, right? We remember Roma during that time. They lost to Torino at the Olimpico. And really, right. So uh, you look like you're for sure going to finish in the top four. You have this hot start under Fonseca. You lose Mkhitaryan in January. And that is essentially when the season ends for Roma. They, They really didn't manage to make up the ground even after uh, the, the, the stop for COVID. They weren't able to recover those points that they had dropped in the winter, which, again, this is nothing new for Roman. This is something that we've grown accustomed to when it comes to the winter months with this team. But now we're in mid-March in a crucial, crucial stretch. Now, thankfully, thankfully, you have a very bad Parma side upcoming, and you also gave yourself a comfortable lead in the first leg against Shakhtar that you allow him to not feel that pressure to hurry himself back. So you've at least bought yourself some time, which is very positive. However, you brought up that Napoli match. Again, we know how the entire team, I I don't think it's very fair to single out only Mkhitaryan. The entire team was dreadful. No, I'm just saying saying that players of of his stature, like Pedro, Dzeko, and him, Usually, were the worst ones on the pitch. That in was those the Pedro Scudetto match. Come on, yes, that was. <laughs> that was. It truly was. The positive news is, he's at least going to have at minimum ten days to to heal before this match against Napoli. Now, whether or not Fonseca feels the need to rush him back for that remains to be seen. He sounded very pessimistic after the match yesterday. Now we find out Smalling is also not going to be called up for Parma because he suffered a slight tweak 
to his yep. thigh. He, he he ate. Yep, yep. He ate. Uh, he ate tofu-based uh, scrambled eggs. I was just yes, about to bring up. Right. Yes, I. You know, I'm glad. I, you know, I am sure that we have. He he's vegan, right? Not vegetarian vegetarian yeah, vegan vegan, vegan. he's okay. vegan yeah so I, i'm sure we have some vegan listeners please send yeah, there is no vegan slander here it's no just... no 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 never 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 um please send him some sort of uh, some sort of recipe to I, I don't know because every time he gets injured you bring up that that tofu joke and i can't help but feel that has something <laughs> to do with it but in all seriousness he was back for like what five days Four days, something like that. Yeah, four days, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Now he, it, it does seem like it is being more taken as a precautionary measure, which I guess is correct. Some, yeah. Is, is yeah. somewhat reassuring. However, this is a really important stretch coming up. Uh, now you do have the international break immediately after the match against Napoli, so. Roma, they face Parma on Sunday, and then Thursday you have the second leg against Shakhtar, and then that Sunday you have Napoli. Now, you brought up the lack of rest in between the second leg and the Napoli match, and I, I was already annoyed by that. Did you see when the Legacy yep. announced when Juve <laughs> and the uh, when uh, Napoli's match against Juve yep. has been uh, rescheduled to? Yep, that, what that's a what joke. happens. That, that's yeah. That's what happens when you're called uh, Agnelli, when you're called De Laurentiis, when you're called Lotito or Marotta. That's 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 the power that you have. That's that's how you get things done. So this is so surprising to me. I thought that the the rule was play at the first available date. Exactly. Um, and now it seems like oh, play whenever it is comfortable for you play whenever you know you you feel like it play whenever you don't have a runny nose play whenever you know it's um it's embarrassing and it it, it puts roma uh, in a position where they go to ukraine so that's already a travel yes uh then you have you know uh, right now in eastern europe it's pretty cold um We'll see how that goes. Hopefully, we can rest some players. Maybe we can pl play with minimum effort. Let, let's see what happens. Anyway, you go back. That's already, again, a long trip back. Then you have somewhat of a two-day rest where you don't really rest because you still have to train your ass off and prepare for uh, for Napoli. And then you face off with a team that has you know, been sitting on the couch for the past week. Exactly. It's unbelievable. Meanwhile, Roma, I don't know when was the exact date. I, I was trying to do in my head was if the, any children could have been conceived and yeah. born within the same time frame <laughs> of Coney, Roma. Yeah, the Coney. Yeah. Right, of Getting Roma. The point back. Of Roma having learned if they can recover a stupid point yeah. uh, because somebody with the surname of Gombar <laughs> decided to put the wrong date of birth in, okay? Uh, meanwhile, Napoli... It's next week, no? It has to be. Uh, well, uh, they, it, it, the, they're they hearing the case, Connie, on the 15th of March, just so everybody knows. What's today? <sighs> All of these days are running together. Today's it's on Monday. It's going to be Monday. Oh, I'm sorry. Monday. Yeah. So, yes, they, they will hear the case next weekend. Um, I, I, I can't even begin to tell you the sort of fit that I will throw if the Roma do not recover that point. Can I... Uh, Christ. Listen, listen, okay. If Napoli can do this where they have their appeal, they um, 
it doesn't, it gets turned down. Then they go to Coney and Coney accept it. Meanwhile, they are able to just take their time to reschedule this match. Do you, do you want to venture to guess what the original date of this match was? Let, let's play a game. Everybody guess when this match between Napoli and Juve was supposed to be played. Does anybody know? Do you was know? It, wait, October? End of October? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. There you go. Unbelievable. <laughs> How is that even possible? Ex- yeah, I- explain this to me. Um, what's that line from the office? That's five months. Explain that's this to me months. like I'm five, because I, I I don't know how that's even remotely possible that you that oh, yeah. that that amount of time would be allowed to rescheduling this match. And hey, that's what Serie A wants. That's that's the product that they want to sell to the masses. Uh, I mean, this is embarrassing, and, and I can't help but think that. It's sort of like the perfect, uh, the, the the perfect storm, because what will happen is Roma, they 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 will get their appeal turned down, and then Napoli they somehow win that match against Juve. Can, can I just, if you look at the table right now, and I know it sounds so silly. And even elementary, and even to a certain extent, it's not really that logical. But, and maybe this is just something that I do in my own head. Um, I am clearly a glutton for punishment. But you look at the studio table, Andy, and I can't help but feel that I, I, I feel so much more positive about how Roma are doing if you give them that point back. Oh yeah, that I mean that's that's a huge boost, right? Because you're waiting, you're waiting. I mean, they, again, like like we are waiting since what? Again, since the the end of September, really. I mean, that appeal happened. What? Yeah, by back then. So this is six months. It's been six months, and we're still waiting. And um, and I think that when you're in a position like Roma, they're up in the standings and. Even the smallest point differential, the, you know, whatever, the goals conceded, the head-to-head, everything makes a difference now, everything. So when you have a whole point just hanging there and that point can make a difference in whether you, you go through or not, whether you, you know, you overcome certain teams or certain rival teams or not, that's in in this part of the season where... Even you know the smallest of episodes can either make it or break it, um, because it's really that easy. Uh, a point right there, right now, would be huge. Uh, and it was the fourth of October is when <laughs> the match between Napoli right. and Juve okay. was originally supposed there to be you played. Go. Now, again, this may be illogical. This may be my my stupid way of thinking. But when I think about the possible outcomes. I look at this table, okay? So you have Inter on 62. You have Milan on 56 points. You have Juve on 52. Now they have a match in hand, the one with Napoli. Roma, they are on 50. Atalanta, 49. Napoli, 47. Lazio, 46. Now, if Roma are not given that point back and Napoli win that match, now you are level on points with them. So you really leave yourself no other possible option 
for this upcoming match against them. You have to win it. You have oh to. Oh, my God. How did we manage to turn this episode again into this negative negative outbreak? Well, you uh, know, I was ready to be completely positive. <laughs> but then I saw when they announced uh, the, the, the date for that Juve-Napoli match. Oh, yeah. I, and I just flew into a rage just looking at it. I, I, I can't yeah, believe yeah, and it. No explanation. I, I, I don't understand. Really, it, it doesn't make any sense. It, I really fail to recall when was the last time something like this happened where you set a date and then as the date approaches, because really it was supposed to be played in five days, all of a sudden you're like, nah, nah, it's okay. Yeah, take, then, take your time. Take your time. Yeah, then your, your Roma see themselves, along with a number of other teams, uh, in a disadvantage position because you have like teams like Juve and Napoli who can get a full week's rest while their respective rivals don't. So this is really screwed up. And I, I really wish to, you know, sometimes there are these things that happen within the Serie A and it makes no sense and there is never a logical explanation um, and this doesn't really bode well because uh, when there are no explanations, uh, something, you know, something stinks. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies count on real time product availability and fast delivery call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done i completely agree because then we're left with only speculation again they didn't add any further context they uh, the only thing that i want to know from them is why it took this long and that's all i want to hear from them of course they're not going to get into that which is why I feel like my mental health and sanity hinges entirely upon this point being recovered against Verona, but I'm not going to hold my breath. So I don't know. I, maybe I should tweet yeah, the no. coordinates to where all of the listeners can find my corpse because it, I mean, this is, I, I will fly into a rage because it, it, it will just go to speak. It'll just be another entry into the diary of just, I don't even know if corrupt is the correct word. I, I would just say incompetent, legacia. I don't understand. That that's the thing that bothers me in all of this. Is that right. no? If if it ends up that that one point makes a, a world of difference, then I'll I'll refuse to come on here. I'll just let you know. We'll just play the funeral march. You know, for like forty minutes. That's it. That's it. I'm not. I'm not gonna comment on that because that would be the most Roma thing ever to 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 see yourself. You know, get 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 pushed out of the the top four race just because of that dumb stupid point. Well, and we kind of joked about it initially. How? Oh my gosh! Could you imagine if this if this costs Roma Champions League place? But <laughs> yeah, here we are, I like six months that later. That used to be funny. Right, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I guess laughing at your own pain can is sometimes a good way to deal with things, but uh, we somehow willed that into existence, which is uh, terrifying. The fact that this is even a remote possibility that that one stupid mistake, which, listen, whether or not it is stupid, the match was played. No team was given an advantage or disadvantage. Nobody was helped by that error. 
it was an administrative error, and that's it. The fact that that could cost you points, in my opinion, is stupid. Now, if it was somebody oh, else yeah. like Napoli, maybe we're maybe we're here trolling them. Yeah, about maybe. It. Yeah, yeah. The you know, I don't be care. Different. We're sure. hypocrites. We're the Roma supporters. We're allowed to be yeah. illogical at times. So uh, Parma this weekend. Uh, Porguino watch is obviously on a specific somebody who at towards the end of Rudy Garcia's time at Roma, they basically did, you know, I, I, I'd like to refer to this. I know we have some NBA fans. It really brought me back to the days of when the Cavs had nobody on the team and it was just LeBron. And they basically uh-huh. just handed him the ball and say, hey, can you do something for us, please? <laughs> Do you remember Gervinho with Rudy Garcia uh, thirteen in 2013-2014? He was obviously great at Roma clicking. But yep. like towards the end of the uh, Garcia era, it really was just, hey, Gervinho, can you go do something crazy yep. quick and use your speed to get that's, by that's when he, That's when he started to lose hair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, well, there is that famous photo of the... Yeah, the hairline. Yep. And yes, I think that's that's I think that's a perfect summary of what it felt like to watch Roma that year. <laughs> well, that that year, that entire season was was very difficult, especially the latter months of Garcia were unwatchable, uh, especially from an attacking standpoint, just unwatchable. Uh, listen, this Parma has been very, very bad this entire season. They do not score goals. If I'm not, hang on, let me pull up the table. I had it up and I clicked it out. I believe. No, but it's the, true. I mean, they have, they have. If you, their injury list is is crazy. So I, I do think that Gervinho is like the only guy available for the job. Right. Well, I saw Inglese was out. Uh, no, okay. Yep. They, Stempinski, Inglese out. Yep. They have scored. Cornelius probably out. <laughs> Remember that beauty he pulled out against Roma? Was that two years ago? Uh, yeah, he was wearing an Atalanta shirt. He was, no? Exactly. Yeah, he, yep. Didn't he score a backheel goal or just something? That's what that's what happens when Banks was there. Oh. Yeah, he, a Cornelius guy goes out there and does exactly that. So. Okay, so they have scored only 23 goals on the season. They have conceded 52. So they have the worst attack and the second worst defense. You know... This should be so straightforward. I don't know why I'm worried about it. Again, me right. being illogical. <laughs> uh, I thought that they would be significantly improved once the Adversa came back. They haven't been. Uh, somehow Fiorentina, I don't know if you watched that last weekend, but it was it, it ended 3-3, but it was just terrible football. Two awful teams. Um, I don't know. They should win this. That, that's all I know. That, that's the only thing I do know. They should win this. Yeah. I don't care how entertaining <laughs> or non-entertaining this is. If this is a repeat of last weekend against Genoa, I am completely fine with it. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. I, I oh. feel, and this is, again, illogical, but these next two matches, I really couldn't care less, if I'm quite honest. Parma, no, second leg against yeah. Shakhtar. I yeah. feel like even for Roma, even if you had J.J. Lupo out on the pitch, uh, recover from COVID, J.J. I mean, it's not like he's yeah. doing anything different. He's sitting on his couch. It's just... Yeah. But please do it, yeah. Yeah, Get I hope well you recover, and, J.J. And, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I would love to see J.J. Lupo against Shakhtar. Uh, I, I think even for Roma, no matter... I who, would love to see the that, that Serie D uh, goalkeeper or Serie C, is it? The, the guy that came from like Arezzo or 
or Pescara, um, like this 40-year-old. Yeah, the 42-year-old that Roma yeah, used for yeah. their list. <laughs> oh, I would love that. It Wouldn't that be the greatest thing in the world to play a game with? <laughs> I would love to that's see it. great. Yeah. 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 That's... Um, for me, I mean, even by Roma capitulation standards, no matter who they have out there for the second leg against Shakhtar, I think it would take something extraordinary to to bottle a three goals lead. And to be quite honest, if, if I'm going off simply by the level of determination, character, motivation that we saw yesterday, I, I wouldn't be too worried about that. Um, so I kind of... Uh, unfairly think that Shakhtar is already in the bag and I, I feel like this match against Parma oh, wow. they are so oh. bad that it, there, there shouldn't be any <laughs> questions about it so my eyes are squarely set upon next Sunday against Napoli, Napoli. I know that is oh, again geez. illogical, stupid I, I am clearly again a glutton for punishment you but are, these next yeah. two should be so straightforward right? I, I, yeah. why? why? there's no way they could make a mess of these next two <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the, the, there should be no point in us coming uh, here and discussing those next two games because, as you just said, they should be, you know, it should be pretty straightforward. Um, I do have to admit that I did not expect Roma to take last night's game so seriously. I mean, I was pleasantly surprised, you know. Um, you Me know, too. Let it be on the record. But it's it's not something that I expected, and I'm just like... And you find my, I find myself in a position where I'm like, great, that was great, but maybe, maybe they, you know, maybe they play too hard. Maybe, maybe that will have some. <laughs> they won by two months. <laughs> yeah, they've they, they've played. You know, they've did. Yeah, they, they've done everything they could, and now what? Now, um, now Roma are in a position where, you know, they rarely find themselves in a position where they can just like say, okay, you know what, we'll we'll, we'll chill, we'll take it. You know, we'll right. we'll take this next round against against um, next leg against Shakhtar in a more peaceful way. Where we'll, we're just gonna show up and do the minimum and go home and prepare for Napoli. Um, I'm just curious to see what happens now. Like I think that uh, the Parma game could be a great uh, continuation of what we saw from El Sharawi. I was with, with great the, point. Yeah. yeah, that run he had that was like vintage. Man, we, great. we, we yeah, were that joking was about, you know, you could yeah. tell that he was just not used to mm, playing this sort of level of opponent. And it looked like he right. was just maybe a step or two slow. Uh, and late. he goes out there Man, and he does that. that, that yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah was that was awesome. Effortless. He made it look effortless and he could have had another one, really. Um, or even, you know, even, even two others because he had that ball from Pellegrini, two, two balls from Pellegrini. Yes. One was the one was the curved uh, long ball and then the other one was over the top to, to make it a, a volley. Um, anyway, that was, yeah, I think that right now with, with Mkhitaryan's injury, this is a great moment for, for, and especially with the Parma game, this is a great moment for Arshawi to get some minutes into his legs. Like, okay, I played the Genoa game. Not so good. The Shakhtar game, I scored. Now I can, you know, now I have have a job to do. You know, I was, they, they got him because of this, because they exactly. knew that if something happens to a guy like Mkhitaryan, to a guy like Pedro, to uh, Ibarra Mayoral, Dzeko, uh, El Sharawi can fill in those roles. And and now this is, this is the time where he earns his paycheck, right? So um, 
I think that the Parma game is a perfect scenario for him. And then even more perfect is the Shakhtar game. And then hopefully, uh, let's see what happens with Napoli. But obviously, Parma game has to be three points. Shakhtar has to be an easy, comfortable result that allows it to go through um, because otherwise it would be, you know, I, I don't know whether that would be more embarrassing to get a, a, a comeback out of nowhere right there or that Spezia game in the Coppa Italia. I, I really don't know. That would be truly a master class uh, in disaster. Um, it would. That that only Roma, only Roma could really uh, know how to, to, how to do. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's a great point about El Shadawi. I, I think this is the type of match where we were kind of yearning for for him or yearning for a player like him because what sort of position would they be in uh, if he were not here, right? We, we would be hinging on Perez, really, right? Yeah, Perez, I mean, you would yeah. be hinging uh, him somehow making his way back to earth. I yeah, you or Pellegrini up top right, and, and Cristante right. in the middle or something, yeah. I mean, you want to talk about a guy I, I can get no read on whatsoever, Perez. But he gets no consistent minute. That's like, true, exactly. Is, you know, after having scored that, that great goal against Braga, having had a good performance overall, um, he gets no minutes whatsoever. He gets a little bit of here, a little bit of that. You know, and for a player like him... Uh, to have a full game would be great, but he, right now Fonseca just can't afford giving him that game, and so you'll you'll still have a player that you can you know say okay can you get come off the bench and and play the final ten minutes, but that won't be a player that will contribute significantly to the team. Yeah, I, I agree. It, it's he, you can't count on him right now. You just don't know what you're getting from him. I guess now with Parma and the second leg against Shakhtar, I think now is is where Fonseca really has to be delicate with his rotations. Who in your mind, because I think we probably have the same, it, or at least to a certain extent, the same candidates as to who we think needs a rest most, uh, how much are you risking against Panama? I guess we could just start there because the second leg against Shakhtar, right. I, I think you have more flexibility to yeah. to change some things, but... Against Parma, I guess to what extent are you rotating the team? Oh, to to me, I mean, obviously for me right now, looking at the minutes, Pellegrini needs a rest. Yes. you know, I mean, he's he was great, he really was. But uh, if you can give him some some rest, then you should. And to me, it's either this or Shakhtar. But he needs some rest before Napoli. Um, definitely, that's that's the one key player, Mancini. Mancini also needs mine. some rest. Yes. Yes. So you need you need to have Kumbula, Cristante, hopefully Banyas all fit and ready to go because Mancini um even Fonseca said he you know he felt something he wasn't he wasn't comfortable playing um but he still played through it played through the pain the feeling of, of you know the, the uncomfortable feeling in his leg um so if if you can give a guy like that who's played really the the most minutes out of all defenders, then um, then go ahead. You have to, um, because eventually, you know, a player like Mancini gets tired, starts to get into foul trouble way too easily. Even yesterday, he you know he gets a, a yellow card for waving off the ref because he disagreed with with a decision. Um, so it's it's that it's 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 a, this Parma game. 
had it been in a, a different stretch of games, it would probably be a perfect situation for resting some key players. Yes. But I feel like there is also that pressure of carrying the momentum forward. And in order to carry the momentum forward, you need to make, you know, you need to limit the changes you make. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, I think that's the route that Fonseca will go. I don't think he's going to change many things. Uh, what did you think about Mkhitaryan uh, in the false nine yesterday? Now, obviously, we only saw it for right. half of an hour before he came <laughs> off injured, but I, I don't know because you have a Mahodala and you have a Jekyll that just, well, you have one that was obviously absent for reasons, and then you have a Mahodala who, I, I don't know if inconsistency is the right word because I... I don't know, because if you ask Fonseca, even in the matches where we think on here and supporters, in the matches where we think he is most anonymous, you have Fonseca almost going out of his way yeah. to mention him and praise him, saying he created space for others. Even though he didn't get on the score sheet, he still did a lot of positive things. So, you know, at least to a certain yeah, that's his extent. Way. Yeah, but that's his, way. that's his way of communicating with players. I found it really interesting uh, that, he, you know, he talked about this recently. Like, he, he said that Mancini loves it when I yell at him. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, Spinazzola, with Spinazzola, I need to be more gentle, which is, you know, I could tell. Spinazzola is like this cuddly bear. Well, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> while Mancini is this, like, rabid bulldog. Uh, but 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 uh, I think that Borja Mayoral is sort of this this guy that you really you gotta know be he's careful with him. He he looks yeah, like you he got, be yeah. fragile mentally. Yeah, yeah, yeah you got to be careful with him. He's come here to play a different role. Okay, he's he's come here to fill in Defrel's shoes and Kalinic's shoes. He's not come here to 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 be your starter in major league games and major European games, okay? This is a guy who's had his best football at Levante. So if you start criticizing, if you start doubting him in, in the games in Serie A or in the European stage where it's tough going for, for the whole team or you are facing off with an opponent that has like Bonucci and Chiellini back there, then then you're obviously you're going to have to sort of give him a little push. You're going to have to give him a little confidence boost. But I think that this is a player that that um, just needs to find his footing. Sometimes he can, he can slip. He can feel a bit lost. But, I mean, yesterday he was the one who launched uh, El Shrawi forward. Right. So there are, still, there are still ways he finds to contribute. And again, for me, when we're talking about him, we need to sort of Put him in the right context, okay? This is a guy who was supposed to play against Crotone. Now he's playing game in, game out, um, against better opposition, more consistently, more games. Um, and, you know, sometimes he may not be up to it. But what Mkhitaryan offers you is more flexibility, just as I think that El Sharawi can offer that to Fonseca. And I think he knows that. I think he, he, he can see that um, this is a player that can come in handy. Uh, when you have a situation when uh, nothing is going for, right for either Jack or Mayoral or Pedro, and you need the guy who 
who who moves, who's fast, who gets in behind the defense, who can do exactly what El Sharawi did against Shakhtar. Yeah, definitely. Before we go, just very quickly, we have to sing the praises of two guys, uh, one of whom officially renewed his contract today, Karsdorp, and then Cristante, because I thought you could have made the case either either him or Pellegrini were maybe the best two, Paulo Lopez as well, mm-hmm. uh, among yeah. the, the best performers yesterday. What a, what a very just <laughs> interesting turn of events for those two, because Cristante... A guy who, we say it on here jokingly, but he was just sort of a meme kind of player. He didn't really have a role. He's got kind of a, a goofy face. Um, not saying he's unattractive or anything. Very he's Canadian. Handsome. He's Canadian. Very handsome Canadian. Very, very handsome Canadian. And then you have Karsdorp, who, I mean, just a year, what was it? A year ago where he was putting out <laughs> videos yeah. of him clearly and inebriated uh-huh. uh, in the okay. back of a yeah. Dutch taxi. That's a beautiful taxi. euphemism. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in the back of a Dutch taxi, clearly having um, drank one or two too many uh, adult beverages. There's another There's another agent you'll yes. never talk to. <laughs> well, listen, it's... Um, first off, I, for, in terms of Cars door, but I have to say I'm very happy for him. First of all, oh, it's great. I it's mean, great. before yeah. we even talk about the performances, which have been without question significantly uh, improved, even in the few moments that we saw him on the pitch with Roma when he was healthy. I mean, just the mere fact that he has been able to stay relatively healthy the entire season, I think, is is a compliment in and of itself. Just disregarding the performances in total, but when you bring the performances into the discussion, I mean, nobody would have expected this. Absolutely nobody. And, and I right. have to give credit to, to Fonseca because, you know what, he, would there have been anyone to... There we um, go. Yeah, this is the segment that I... Yeah, would there, I mean, would there have been anybody who would have argued against him if he would have went to, to Friedkin before Pinto arrived and said, you know what, yeah. listen, I had, a, I had a chance to watch some video of this guy... I've looked at the, the the analytics. He's not healthy. He doesn't deliver. Yeah, you know he was Ge- going to Genoa for nine million. Exactly, it, I, exactly. So you you know you wouldn't have blamed Fonseca if he went to the club and said, you know, I need somebody else for this role. Okay, uh, you would have had far more evidence on your on your side if you made that argument, as opposed to the one of him staying. Getting an opportunity to prove himself, I mean, this has been incredible. This, this entire story with him is unbelievable because, yeah, when it, when you also bring in the figure of Ramon Monchi, you know, if you were to bring him, you know, if if he yep. was on trial, yep. okay, one of the first pieces of, of evidence, like with O.J. Simpson, they had the famous black gloves, right? Yep. Uh, we just would have held up a picture uh, of Karsdorp. Probably uh, juxtaposed to Robin Olsen, Pastore. We could find a few other candidates. But this would have been um, evidence A1 against <laughs> Monchi and the stick that he deserves for his nightmare time at Roma. Yeah. And to, to go from that to where he is now, a guy who not only is he playing consistently, but he is performing incredibly, incredibly well. I mean, he... 
the assists, five assists in the league alone. He has a goal to his name. Andy, if you would have bet money on this, nobody, nobody would have been able to see this coming. Nobody. Because th- there yeah. was no evidence that this was even remotely possible. No, of course. I mean, this, this was uh, as likely as it was for Hector Moreno to become the, the, the leader <laughs> of the defense. Remember that summer? Wow. The first what, two guys brought in was Hector Moreno and Rick Karsdorp. Those were the first two guys, both from Holland, brought in, you know, clean cut, uh, good guys. Um, and and one one left after five months. The other one the got injured. First of all, had had surgery. Karsdorp had surgery on the meniscus. Comes back, first game back against Crotone, ACL. Yeah. <laughs> Down he goes, and we will not see him until a year almost later where he has a number of awful performances where he looks defensively lost. We I remember a Kievo game where uh, m- mediocre, I mean, Birsa was running circles around him. Yes. And, and we were like, okay, just send him out, just... Do whatever you can to get rid of him, and and away he goes, and he's happy. He was back in you know in his motherland. He's loving it. He's driving around in cars. Um, he's he's doing all sorts of things. He gets injured quite frequently. He, you know, has some disappointing disappointing performances, and comes back here. And you figure, okay, the the motivation must be gone by now. He he probably came back here. And was like, okay, this I I hate this place, I hate this club, I hate this city. Even when he was back there, back home in in Holland, he was giving out interviews where he said yeah, he was oh, I couldn't get along. Italy, yeah, yeah, I couldn't get along with my teammates. You know, there is no connection. We couldn't really communicate. You know, they just leave you behind. Blah blah blah. Yeah. And he's about to first. He's about to pack his stuff and go to Atlanta. That goes. That doesn't go through because Atalanta decide to go. I think for Piccinini, who doesn't play a single right, minute, right, and goes right. back. Yeah, and goes back to Valencia. Um. Anyway, then the Genoa. Genoa, perfect solution for him. We're all happy. Nine million. What? What? How? You know? What? What can? What else can you ask for? You know, the nine million is great for a player that you haven't seen play in over two years. Fantastic deal. Um. Last minute, the decision is made to not get the Chilio, but. Stay with Ricardo. And first four games, remember, it's Santon who's the starter. Santon was starting the first four yes. games along with Bruno Perez. Um, then finally, Karsdorp gets his chance. And that's it. He secures his, you know, he secures his role as a starter by putting in consistently good performances. Obviously, there are sometimes I wish he'd go, you know, the, the teammates would give him the ball more so he could advance more often, but his defensive mindset, his attitude, the way he now com- clearly communicates with the teammates, the way he celebrates. Not in Italian, team. though. We have to mention. No, that. not in Italian. It's he, he celebrates that, in his. How yeah. is that possible, though? <laughs> oh, he's man, married um, to an Italian. How? How? I I just want to know uh, how. I have a well, six-year-old. I can talk with her in Italian. My four-year-old too. How? How? I, I realize that. Yeah. How? How? Well, but you Explain you hear him. Me. He when he c- communicates with his teammates at the pitch, he uses like three English words, one <laughs> Italian word. You know, he's like, 
Pedro, passa the ball, huh? Passa the ball, Pedro. Um, so it's it's yeah, it's it's weird. But hey, if he's happy, it's if all that he, matters. If he's yeah, if he's willing to work his ass off, and that's what he's been doing, because um, you can say a lot of things about our past fullbacks, including Perez, Florenzi, Santon, but nobody has really put in so much work as he has done this Completely past agree. season. Like he plays. From minute one till the last minute, he plays hard as hell. Oh, it's incredible! And, and again, I, I know more so we're, we're we're talking about the performances right now, but I mean, he surpassed in three seasons the number of appearances he's made in this season alone. Yeah, it is. <laughs> again, if you if you were Fonseca, and I, you can't help but give him credit for this. I mean, just the mere fact that he was willing to give him this second chance, this this other opportunity to be because again, yeah. even if you were a supporter, Andy, there was nobody who wanted to keep this guy. Yep. As you mentioned, when when even the uh, the, the, the whispers of being able to sell him to Atalanta to Genoa, I mean, everybody I was ecstatic. Exactly, yeah. I didn't find anybody saying, "Whoa, whoa, yeah. wait a minute, wait a minute." Now we have to give this guy another opportunity. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but but and and incredible. he's been and he's he's been willing to play left back. He's played yes. center back when called upon. So that again shows you there is a running theme this season of players taking more responsibility. That's what I like to see. I think that Fonseca also knows it. He's highlighted that in his in his uh, press conferences. He said, "I've learned a lot as a coach. I'm learning a lot because he said I'm I am still learning a lot as a Roma coach, and that um, he clearly sees that." His guys are also learning a lot. And the fact that somebody like Karsdorp can go out there and play as a center back and not complain um, is, is is credit to the manager, to the player, to the way this team functions this year. Yeah, definitely. And to end, I, I think if we're talking about guys to learn things, and you just mentioned how Karsdorp willing to really play anywhere... Cristante, I, I can't get over this. I, I really can't because we mentioned it on the last episode and we're going to repeat ourselves again, but this guy was brought here to score, to score goals, okay? And now yeah. he's playing this he's playing this role in the back line where he's hoofing these balls that I used to make fun of uh, Pereres on here all the time and I called him a vine player or a futsal player. Because if Vine didn't exist at the time, he, he wouldn't nobody would care about him. <laughs> just because those wonderful passes that he was making under Giampaolo at Empoli, they don't look as good on uh, you know when you're watching a match in full. But you you take all of those passes and you combine them in a Vine uh, a Vine compilation, and I mean you look like Pirlo. But seriously, Cristante has like two of these balls every single match where he just hoofs it forward, delivers a pinpoint pass and he essentially creates a goal scoring opportunity from nothing if you would have told me that this guy would have been like uh, playing in defense he would have been arguably the best passer in defense because I thought I think most of us thought Ibanez would probably be the most proactive on the ball in Fonseca's back line what again a strange turn of events for this guy who has carved himself this really interesting little niche where he could he could start every single match but we just don't know where he could start 
I mean, and you could easily make the case that if there was another injury, you could easily slot him behind the striker. That's where he played with Atalanta. Yeah. Uh, and now he's playing in the back line alongside Kumbulu and Mancini. It, my word. And you can't help but <laughs> praise him because would you really blame him if you know the manager approaches you, hey, what I want you to do, I know you scored nine goals a couple of seasons ago. What I'm going to do is actually do the opposite of what you might think. I'm going to move you further back, okay? He would yeah. have every reason to say no. No, it's not yeah. my role. It's I not mean, what I do. At that point, yeah, at that point, it was like, I mean, he even gave him the uh, nine Golan's shirt number. Like, you brought him <laughs> because you wanted to have something along those lines of a guy, of a box to box midfielder who scores, who, you know, knows how to, um, you know, he's great with, with headers, who's strong, who's fast, you know, and and you bring him in, and at first he's like this odd piece to a puzzle, and now you can just, like, slot him anywhere, and you don't feel afraid. Like, you right. actually feel confident. You You know, I remember when in his first year, after the fir- first few good months that he had, he had that run where... Mm, he, yeah, I think he like scored five goals or something like that, yes. and and then and then suddenly the the team, you know, the team fell apart. He fell apart, and every time we look at the lineup, and if his name was included, everybody would make memes, right. and everybody right. would laugh, and everybody would like, oh Christ, like him again, like can't we have the you know forty year old De Rossi playing um, instead of him, and um, and now it's it's just. An, a very important guy in this team and clearly gets along with others, clearly knows how to lead this team, has worn the armband, I believe, like about 10 times. He has. Great, I mean, great, great storylines um, across a number of players, including Karsdorp, including Spinazzola, you yes. name it. It's incredible. And I think it's a huge testament to Paolo Fonseca Again, he had so many reasons for a lot of these these guys just just to say no, no. I had the opportunity to see you and see video of you under a different manager. I just don't think that you will be able to uh, interpret my my way of football. Yeah. And nobody, again, nobody would have blamed him. That that's the thing I find most interesting. Like if if you would have given uh, Roma supporters a, a list and you would have said, hey, you know what? Um, Roma, th- this summer, they are going to sell Cristante, Karsdorp, Spinazzola. Are, yeah, would yeah. you really have had so many people saying, whoa, 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 no, no way. We have right. to keep them for this reason or, 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 or for some no, reason but we or were, another. I mean, we were here when, a year ago. We are wondering whether, you know, whether Spinazzola for Politano was a good deal. And we concluded, yes, it was a good deal. Yes, you have to exactly. make that deal because you need that winger. You need that winger. You don't need Spinazzola, blah, blah, blah. And then this summer, we had that same conversation for Karsdorp, just like we had a conversation like that with Cristante uh, a year ago as well in the summer. So um, after following uh, Di, Fra- Di Francesco's exit. So it's, it's filled with storylines like that. And I think that that's... That's why it's worth believing in this team going forward, believing in the manager, believing in some of these players, because um, there's some, you know, there are some great storylines that are still waiting to be told. And and you just want this team to succeed in some sort of unexpected way. Yeah, definitely. It's unbelievable. It's guys that 
most supporters just wouldn't have minded even in the even in the most basic sense of the word they wouldn't have been bothered at all have now turned into key contributors and it is it's just fascinating that Fonseca has been able to get something out of these guys now I do think it does say something maybe a little more about somebody like Eusebio Di Francesco who since he left has proven that it, it probably making that Champions League semi-final for him was both a blessing and a curse. It's sort of like Di Matteo winning the Champions League. That guy, <laughs> he fooled everybody into thinking that he was an actual manager. But um, it, it is interesting. And, and part of me thinks that, well, what would have happened in these previous seasons had you had a different type of manager? Obviously, we'll never know. But still, it, it, just the fact that Fonseca was willing to give so many guys a second chance is um, quite the testament to him. I, I, you can't help but but give him credit for that because that's ballsy. Uh, because look, what if it didn't have? Wh- what if this wouldn't have worked out, Andy? I mean, if you remove Cristante, who, oh, who yeah. are you using there? Gigi Lupo, Fazio? No, but and and if you if you don't have cars, who are you losing? Exactly. Who, you know who who are who are you using in that situation? Are you are you relying game in game out on Bruno Perez? If you don't have Spinazzola there, Calafiore is your man. Who I mean, what's you know, this is that's that's the that's the risk and the reward in itself. Definitely. Uh Parma, win or lose. Prediction time. Let's go. Win or lose. Got gotta be win. Win, yes. win, win. I think so too. I think this should be a very straightforward win. Once again, this Parma has so many deficiencies, and then when you add to that that they will have a number of key absences this weekend. I think this should be very, very, very straightforward. I completely agree. Before we go. Let's welcome back on Matt Falcona for the Falcona forecast once again, ahead of the fixtures this weekend in the city. Yeah. All right, Matt, welcome back. I will keep my end very brief. Again, you can find the Falcona forecast on Twitter at Falcona, F-A-L-C-O-N-A forecast. And to repeat myself for the third time, this is not sponsored. This is just something he does in his spare time. So Matt, we have Roma, Parma. What does the forecast say uh, for Roma's chances this weekend? Should be pretty simple, I assume. Or am I being too overconfident? So forecast is, is picking Aroma, 67% chance to win, uh, which it's seeing as about 15 points of value here, which you'll see you can see on the Twitter account. Uh, I just post the uh, just posted my picks for the week. So for that reason, I mean, I've got to pick Roma anytime I can pick, have Roma as, a, as an official pick. I'm going to take it. Parma, winless since early December. I don't think that's going to change this weekend. Plus Roma has been absolutely lights out as a favorite in Serie A this year, especially against the the bottom tier teams outside the top seven. I think I think we're undefeated as a favorite, apart from the game which which we will not speak about against Lazio. Five clean sheets and eight from from Roma's defense. I'm not too concerned about Mkhitaryan and Smalling being out. I think Mancini, Ibanez, Cristante, Kambula, they've all been solid recently. So um, I'm I'm looking at Roma minus 154, or that is 1.65 on the decimal scale. I think that's a solid, solid pick this week. I think also I, I, I might be looking at Roma to win to nil. 
on Skirin get that at about plus 210 or a three on a decimal scale. I think, you know, Parma, they've been on a bit of a hot streak scoring a couple of games in a row, but Roma's been solid defensively. I think I, th- I think we have, a, we have a good chance of shutting them out. Well, you would hope Parma have been awful this season. What about some of the other matches in Studia this weekend? Probably the most notable is, is Napoli-Milan. So the forecast is giving Milan a 21% chance, draw 28%, Napoli a 50% chance, so almost odds on favorites for Napoli here. Now, I I know if you've been following me for a while, it's the forecast is always overrating Napoli and underrating Milan due to Napoli's inconsistency on the field and then Milan due to their absolutely absurd number of penalties that, that they've been given. Uh, but that being said, I like Napoli in this spot a lot. Milan's coming on short rest. They just played Man United on Thursday. And Napoli have a massive, massive week ahead of them. They got Juve midweek. They've got Roma next Sunday. So I think they're desperate for a win here. So this would be a huge, huge win. Plus, we got some key injuries from Milan. Rebic is out, Ibra's out, Benacer is out. All that being said, I've got to trust the forecast in the end. We're going to go Napoli plus 178 or a 2.78 uh, decimal odds. I like that. I like that a lot. I like Napoli in this spot here. They have a desperate win. And plus, it's always nice. I, th- I think as Roma fans, we need a root for Napoli here to beat Milan. Hopefully, we can inch up closer to catching Milan again. So elsewhere around the league, um, we've got Juve. And Cagliari forecast sees a little bit of value in Juve, I think, of course, due to the Juve crashing out of the Champions League in hilarious fashion. And then, uh, of course, Cagliari being pretty hot since they fired EDF, as we've talked about on this podcast. I'm, I'm probably staying away, though. I think Juve is a pretty solid chance to win here, especially when you can get him a little bit of value. But it'd be nice if Cagliari can, can help us out a little bit. So finally, this is this game. This might be the game I'm most excited to watch all weekend. I'm going to set an alarm tomorrow morning to watch it but this is the battle for the forecast heart so it's Sassuolo and Verona the two teams I think the forecast loves the most turns out the forecast loves Sassuolo here 57% chance of winning versus only 19% chance for Verona Sassuolo's won three of four against Verona so uh no no kryptonite Udinese situation there I'm not going to give it out as a give it out as an official pick but I do like Sassuolo here at plus 136 um, I think that's going to be a 2.36 decimal scale. So if you're looking to, to bet on some of the early games tomorrow, I'm looking at Sassuolo. I ho- hopefully they can they can repay me for my for my faith in them for the past, you know, honestly, the past couple of years. So just to recap, we've got Roma minus 154 and Napoli plus 178 for my for the official picks this week. Let's hope we can we can get to, to nine and one since I've been coming on the podcast. That'd be huge. Uh, you can you can find me of course at the Falcona Forecast Twitter account. By the time this podcast comes out, I'll probably have some picks up on the blog. Um, I'll have a little bit of analysis there. So that link is going to be on my on my Twitter bio. Um, and of course, you know, if you have any questions about what we're, what we're doing here, technical questions, I know I have some other data scientists, data analysts out there, or just want to chat about, about analytics, uh, predictive analytics in general, definitely happy to, to share what I'm doing and, and have a conversation. So I'll uh, talk to you guys next week. Good luck. All right, Mr. Falcona, thank you once again. As always, we will keep our fingers crossed that Roma can pull out a result. Have a very safe and relaxing weekend. Andy and I will be back on Monday, and hopefully we are in a great mood because Roma delivered us a victory. So thank you once again for tuning in. We greatly appreciate your support, the support of our wonderful patrons who make all of this possible. Thank you so, so much. We will chat with you in a few days. Until then, ciao.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 